is 52 Gifts, and I'm Bernadette, here to tell you about my big little project to bring more smiles to the people in my life by sending them the perfect gifts. For birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, or mainly just because, this is where I share all the details with you so you can enjoy these 52 gifts too. Hey there, and welcome to 52 Gifts. I'm so glad that you've tuned in to hear about the gifts I've been giving and the donations I've been making. My hope here is that you pick up an idea or two for gifts to give to people, or maybe the next time you see a donation request come through from your favorite organization, you decide to click that button and make the gift. It's all about doing nice things for other people and taking some actions that contribute to your community or to a happier society. But it doesn't even have to be that deep. Gift giving is fine. I know a lot of really great people who deserve great gifts. So that's awesome. And I bet you do too. And it can just be as simple as that. You're awesome. I want to give you a gift. (laughs) And helping nonprofits get more donations is my day job. So really, it can just be about that too. So you know, you can make it into a, a big movement, as some people have alluded to, or it could just be, you know, a cool thing to do because you're a nice person. So if I were Kate Winkler Dawson right now, if you don't know, she's the co-host of Buried Bones, another podcast that I love. If I were her, I'd say, let's set the scene. So picture it, July 1st, 2023. It's my birthday. I am fully middle-aged at this point, and some days it feels really less than exciting to be celebrating a birthday. However, I really can't resist the nostalgia of enjoying my one and only special day. It's in the summer. It's always nice out. Well, not always, but usually. It's around the 4th of July holiday, there's fireworks, everything is festive, like life is good in July. And, you know, I just always have those really positive associations with July and with my birthday, and it's just my favorite month. Birthdays for me have equaled fun times and good times and vacation, and I think when I was a kid, I just couldn't believe all the hoopla that everyone was going through around my birthday with all the fireworks and parades and everything. (laughs) But it wasn't for me. It's just a really good time of the year. And it's all about being footloose and fancy free and enjoying yourself. So even though I sometimes nowadays get the urge to be kind of grinchy about my birthday, I still cannot resist loving it. So this week's gifts, if you haven't guessed, are birthday gifts, and they are ones that I gave to myself. What's great and not so great sometimes about shopping for people in general is that you find a lot of things that your own self would like. And what's great about birthdays is that it gives you an excuse to buy things for yourself and then call it a birthday gift. And that's exactly what I did. This project obviously was intended to be about gifts for other people, but 
I figured at least once in a while, or at least when it's your dang birthday, you should not forget about yourself. So this week's gifts are gifts I gave to myself for my birthday, and some of them are things, and some of them are activities, and all of them were great. One thing I particularly appreciate about giving gifts to myself is that I know exactly what I like. There's no guesswork and no hoping that once I buy the, ga- buy the thing that I'm actually going to like it because obviously I do. Perhaps you've gathered from other episodes that I love books and I love reading. And so it was great when I discovered two new books that I could pick up for myself and call them birthday gifts. We have boxes and boxes of books that are just sitting around waiting for my husband to finish building these awesome bookcases in our living room. And they're just hanging out there waiting to be stored. And I have a stack or two or three by my nightstand. There's always a book waiting for me on the couch. And I probably have one or two in my backpack or whatever purse I'm carrying. Books are all around me. And because I have so many books, I've really made a concerted effort in the last couple of years to use the library a lot more. I know a lot of people swear by Kindles and other e-readers, but I just really like a book. So I do listen to books. So in addition to listening to books, I call them books on tape, even though it's basically audible.com and podcasts when I'm out gardening or running or doing other activities. I have really tried to go to the library when I want to read a book and, you know, just I like to have the physical book in my hand. That way I can stop accumulating so many books, only the really special ones, and obviously it's more economical. And we live very close to a library, so actually there's quite a few libraries around, which is great, and it's very convenient to use the library here. Also, having a time frame for the books that I'm reading is helpful. I know you can renew, which is also very helpful sometimes, but it's great to have a due date because it kind of keeps me motivated, especially if I get stuck on a slow book or it'll just help me kind of give up if the book isn't going anywhere, which hardly ever happens. But when it does, it's nice to just be like, you know what? I'm just returning this. It also gives me a great excuse to bug my kids about checking out books. At this point, I don't even care if they actually read them as much. It's just getting them to go through the process of checking out books, bringing them home, and enjoying the feeling of borrowing them and then returning them. That's fine for me. I've tried to take them to the library since they were small and have them make a habit out of getting some books out and They used to really enjoy reading more than they do nowadays, probably for a whole list of reasons, but I'm hoping that the habit will stick with them and someday when they're young adults or older adults, they'll get back into the reading groove and they'll just have that memory of enjoying the library and the times that their mother forced them to check out Magic Tree House books. When we first moved here, I would bring my youngest son to the library for a special reading with dogs program. He's a huge dog lover, and we don't have any dogs, and at this point we don't have any plans to get a dog. And so having an opportunity to sit with the dogs and 
read them stories was a really great activity for him. It was a couple of years ago, so he was so much smaller and kind of a new reader at that point. And so it was a super cool program, especially because it really encouraged him to read because he loved being around the dogs so much. And it was also great because it brought multiple generations of people together around a love for books and dogs. So you just, you really couldn't beat it. As usual, I have to reel myself back. (laughs) The point is, I bought myself two books. Big deal. They're hardcovers. I usually go to the library. So, hey, I was like, I'm getting some new books. And these two books were Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver and Zero Days by Ruth Ware. I've never read Kingsolver before, but I did see someone post on Facebook that they really highly recommended this book. They were like, if you need a book to read, go get this one. It's great, blah, blah, blah. And this is a person who reads a lot, and I felt like I could probably trust their taste and their judgment in books. So I was at Target, I saw it, and I was like, you know what? I'm picking it up. It is a long one, and other people that I've spoken to have described it as heavy or intense. So it wasn't my usual summer reading fair, but I was in the mood for a good quality novel. So I'm hoping that it will deliver. It seems like it. The next is Zero Days, which is the new novel by Ruth Ware. I know nothing about this book. I didn't actually even hear that it was coming out, but I am a bona fide Ruth Ware fan. So as a rule, I'll read anything she publishes. I feel this way also about Amor Tolls, Elizabeth Gilbert, and Leanne Moriarty. They're all completely different, different styles, but they are each reliable, readable, and sometimes even rereadable. So in a future episode, I'll update you on how Demon Copperhead and Zero Days were. I promise I won't turn this into a book review podcast, (laughs) but I will let you know how I found those two books. For now, they feel great as little hardcover treats to myself. Another gift I gave to myself this year was some solo time. It's something that I try to do around my birthday and probably should do more. Because I'm an only child and I was, you know, raised in a way that makes me really value my personal space and time alone. And so taking time to do some activities on my own is truly a gift. I feel like especially during the pandemic, togetherness went to like a whole new level. Some of it was really great and and special and You know, they were hard times, but really cool times in some ways because of all the things that we did together in our family, in our small group, and new activities that we dreamed up in order to pass the time while we were all on lockdown. But for someone who has a very strong independent streak and often has a hard time asking for personal time and space, 
it was sometimes challenging too. And in that regard, things never really went back to the way they were before. Plus, now I work for myself from home, so the idea of space has really gone out the window. Even if I'm sequestered somewhere in the house and I'm working away, I'm always kind of at the beck and call of whoever needs something or the laundry that's like looming over my shoulders or getting dinner ready. It sure can be a privilege to be available for family and so involved in all of these daily moments. These days are fleeting and I absolutely appreciate that. But I also really value thinking and working time that is uninterrupted. And I've always preferred to compartmentalize life, keeping work mostly at work and home mostly at home. It just, it feels better to me. It works better for my brain. So great gifts for me often include alone time. Maybe that sounds selfish. I'm going to have to get over that. And I guess you will too. (laughs) I've always wanted to go on one of those silent retreats where you know you just go hang out somewhere relaxing and don't talk to anyone for several days. I didn't do that. I'm just saying, that's what sounds good to me. What I did do, though, was much more simple. I have a Sea Eagle inflatable kayak. That was a gift from a previous birthday. So the day before my birthday, I took it to a small lake nearby and just went paddling around all by my lonesome. I know it doesn't sound earth-shattering, but normally I bring kids along because I'm always trying to get them out of the house and get them to do outdoor activities. So to go by myself was actually a real treat. Other than running, I almost never just peace out and go do something on my own. I think maybe I need to change that. I'd been to this lake many times, so I was familiar with it, and boating alone was not any real risk. Plus, there's always plenty of people there, like camping and hiking and swimming or picnicking. It was very nice and relaxing, and I was glad that I went by myself, because my normal inclination is to invite people to do whatever I'm doing. I'd say like 75% of the time I'm super social and I I love doing things with friends and I love having people around and doing things together. But I am realizing that I need to work on that other 25% of the time and schedule in more solo activities. I used to travel a lot for work and that was often a solo endeavor. And I think it sort of filled in that area for me, so I didn't really have to think about it much. Now I feel like I have to be more conscious about it. Actually, in my January email to my business subscribers, I declared that my word or theme for 2023 would be occupy, as in fully inhabit or take up space, which has included protecting my schedule better, and doing more of the things that I enjoy, just because I enjoy them. I'm trying to be less of the person that sort of fits herself in between the cracks of everyone else's priorities, and more of a person that occupies her own space.
next thing I did for my birthday. I know, when will it end? I'm just really nice to myself, I guess, right? (laughs) But the next thing I did for my birthday was to schedule a day at the spa. I actually thought of it pretty well in advance, and I was like, yes, I got to call and make an appointment because I want it to be on that day, which luckily this year was a Saturday. So I called ahead and made sure I reserved some time on that actual day to go to the spa. It's another activity that I love, but I only seem to do it around my birthday. And I really should do it more, either just for a massage or a facial, but I don't. I mean, it can be time-consuming, and it feels like it should be a necessity that I should prioritize, like especially myself, my body, my mind feels like, yes, this needs to be an important part of your life, but I actually kind of view it as a selfish indulgence in a way, and maybe that's just, I don't know, society or whatever. Add that to the list of things I need to fix. But going to a spa or doing wellness things might not be everyone's cup of tea, but it is definitely mine. So I really shouldn't worry about what other people think about it. But I guess that's easier said than done. But I did get a gift certificate from my mother to another spa, so I have a built-in excuse to go again sometime soon. Before heading to the spa, my family and I went out to breakfast, which we rarely do. We're more of out-to-dinner people. But I really like breakfast, and I like the idea of going out for breakfast and like having a leisurely breakfast at a diner. I miss diners um, coming from New York. So I just like that whole idea and enjoying breakfast and, you know, just doing that on a Saturday as if you have nothing better to do with your life. It feels good. (laughs) So I like to take every opportunity that I can to get my family to do things that I want to do or that (laughs) I think are a good idea because I can get away with it on my birthday or like Mother's Day. Yeah. So I'm just like, hey, we're going to breakfast and you all have to comply because it's my birthday and I say so. So we went to a local waffle restaurant I'm not talking about Waffle House. I've actually never been there, and it's on my bucket list to actually go. And that was actually my first idea is we should all go to Waffle House since we've never been. But then I found this really great waffle restaurant that opened up, and it has outdoor seating, and they have super fancy waffles. They're like the – they have Belgian waffles, and then they have the Liège waffles, I think they're called. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But anyway, they have sugar inside, and they're good. So it was a jackpot. It was super delicious, and everybody enjoyed it. And then we got to take a spin through the Saturday Farmer's Market, and then we said goodbye. And I headed my little self over to the spa. And I feel like the day was a complete success because I got to sit around and read my book while I waited for my spa services to start and just had some really nice treatments, got to enjoy breakfast with my family. Then we all met up and went to dinner together. We had had plans to have dinner at a brewery, like a brewery restaurant, which they're all over around here, um, where we could eat outside, which is 
what I always want to do in the summer. That's the other thing that I always love to do is I want to eat outside. So we could play games there. There's, you know, cornhole and whatever else and hang out and just, you know, have dinner and have some beers and enjoy ourselves. But the weather had other plans. So we ended up having Italian instead and it was still great. So that's basically all there is to know about this week's gifts, books, and me time, all for myself in celebration of my birthday. Not too shabby. Maybe you didn't want to hear about gifts I'm giving to myself, but you know, tough. This is my podcast slash therapy session, and I'm taking up some space in it. And now for the donation of the week. This week, I made a gift to the Maine Cancer Foundation. And this is the state of Maine that I'm referring to. And this donation was for the event Try for a Cure in honor of my friend Christine Huber, who is taking part in the triathlon on July 16th in Portland, Maine. Christine is a jewelry designer and one that is very close to my heart, literally. She designed and made the tiny gold pendant that I wear and have worn nearly every single day for the last six or seven years. I'll post a picture of it on my Instagram so you can see what it looks like, but I also recommend going to Christine's Instagram to see her gorgeous work. And I'll link to it in the show notes. And you can go to 52 Gifts Pod on Instagram if you want to see mine. This necklace is a small circle that has the word run written in cursive around the inside of the circle. And it's not obvious what it says. It just looks like a little squiggly design. And it was created by Christine, who is also a runner and wanted to make a necklace that athletes could, athletes could wear that didn't bounce around during activities, something that you didn't have to take off every time you went out for a run or a swim. And I quite literally wear it every day. One of my sisters-in-law liked mine so much that she now has a custom Christine Huber necklace of her own, and hers has a silhouette of her favorite hiking mountain. You know, it just looks like a little design that maybe somebody else who's looking at it doesn't really know what it is, but she knows what it is and I know what it says. And that's what kind of makes it special. It looks like it's just a pretty little gold necklace. It has that hidden meaning. She pretty much wears hers constantly too. Anyway, this donation wasn't about jewelry, <laughs> although you could probably make anything about jewelry if you try hard enough. But it is about the Maine Cancer Foundation and their event, Try for a Cure. I saw that Christine posted about it and that she was looking for sponsors for her participation this year. So naturally, I got on board. This is a women-only annual triathlon where more than 1,300 participants swim, bike, and run to raise money for the Cancer Foundation. It's the largest fundraising triathlon in the state of Maine, and the proceeds of which are invested in Maine communities for cancer prevention, early detection programs, and access to quality care. Over $20 million has been raised through, the, through this event, 
and this year alone, the Tri raised more than $1.9 million. They offer training programs for first-timers, and their website has a bunch of other really great training resources for each leg of the race to help people prepare. Really, really well done. Donating through Christine's link was super easy, and I received a receipt right away. Unfortunately, when I went back to do a little research on the Maine Cancer Foundation and the triathlon, I had a heck of a time finding any info about the event on their website. I figured that for an event that is so soon, there'd be a banner or a header or a pop-up or anything there on the website, sort of in that above-the-fold area that would advertise the event, but I couldn't find it. At least I couldn't quickly, so... I just went out and Googled Try for a Cure to get to that page and learn more about the event. And these are the types of things that happen to the best of organizations. Their staff are not always researching their own websites to see what's missing. And something as obvious as having their biggest event prominently promoted on their main on the main site can easily slip through the cracks. So if you have an organization or work for one, Remember that people are coming to you from everywhere, even random podcasters that want to give you money. So make sure the path to get to the most important pages is clear. That's my little tidbit of constructive feedback for this week, and hopefully maybe it helps improve donor conversions or the user experience for other nonprofits out there. One thing that I particularly liked about the Maine Cancer Foundation was that all the money they raise stays in Maine, which is great. There's definitely a place for large national organizations like the American Cancer Society and the American Heart Association, but there's also a need for local support of programs that benefit the community. And Maine really has a reason for wanting to impact cancer. Their state has a higher rate of cancer than the national averages. So they provide locally focused programs to try to prevent people from getting cancer and to detect it earlier, increasing their chances for survival. So I was really glad to learn about the important work that they do through this week's donation. And I was even happier to support Christine's participation in the triathlon. You can learn more about the tri or the Maine Cancer Foundation by visiting their website, which is linked in the show notes. That will do it for gift number 28, B-Day presents and a donation to the Maine Cancer Foundation. Come back next week for the latest and greatest gifts. I promise they won't be to myself. I shall resist the urge. But maybe that's an even more fun podcast. Like, look what I bought myself this week with Bernadette Mack. <laughs> I don't know. I'd listen to it. See you next week. If you liked this episode, I encourage you to share it with a friend. We can all use a little more positive content in our lives, eh? Also, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast or Spotify and leave a review. If you have questions or comments about this week's gifts, or if you have suggestions for future gift ideas or donations, I'd love to hear them. 
email them to me at 52gifts at bernadettemac.com. It's the number 52GIFTS at bernadettemac.com. And be sure to check out the photos of each weekly gift at bernadettemac.com forward slash 52gifts or on Instagram at 52giftspod. You can show your love for this podcast by heading on over to bernadettemac.com forward slash 52gifts and become a supporter. And 52 Gifts is produced and hosted by Bernadette Mack. Our writer is Bernadette Mack, with research provided by Bernadette Mack. Our editor is Bernadette Mack. Social media support provided by, you guessed it, Bernadette Mack. See you next week.